0: Reflections from a range of authors, journalists, civic leaders, historians and generally interesting people exploring the importance of the written word, the value of a library and their own inspirations and motivations. Based at RSE Connolly, the James Connolly Visitor Centre, Belfast. You're very welcome back to this week's episode of Glower at Lorlan E Connolly and today we are speaking to Sean Murray. Sean is the current chairperson of the Clannard Residents Association and a long-time community activist in that area. He's speaking to us today about recent disturbances in the area, about the importance of investing in our young people and of the strength and resilience of the Clannard community throughout the years. All right. Well, I, I'm Sean Mori. I'm currently chair of Clannard RADs Association and Clannard Development Partnership. I've been working in that role for about 20 odd years now, make me feel old. Um, and I know recently dealing with a number of issues um, concerning the local community. For example, redevelopment, the, the area, the Clannard area, has been through a whole process of redevelopment. And it's helping to rebuild that uh, community spirit that Clannard's famous for, very close-knit community, can through all that over this past 50 years, and that's an ongoing project. Um, because we live in a, what's known as an interface area, you're dealing with problems around the interface as well. It's contentious periods, uh, and we've been having uh, sort of a campaign around contentious periods for the past 20 odd years, although for the past three to four years that has been resolved due to um, good determinations from the uh, Parades Commission, which has allowed us to stop the protests over there for 17 years. Um, because we, we, we sort of realized we put out a, a five point plan in relation to um, route, um, the nature of the bonds and music, et cetera, and they were all realized the determination. So we're happy enough to call of the protest uh, and that extent come back a number of years. Obviously, we had the recent outbreak um, of trouble at the interface, especially Atlantic Way, um, where the Erasmus the group, along with all the group and, and political activists um, played a key role and sort of uh, bringing that to, to a halt um, because it was getting out of hand on the first night. What triggered it was a protest um, by by Eunice Lawless on Lanark Way. And if you bring a protest scenario to any interface area, you're basically asking for trouble. we would contacted the police the night before. We weren't happy with their operation, but after a couple of nights of the worst um, uh, violence, the police did get directly gathered and were proactive in relation to it. So it was a very difficult situation. And the local community played a key part in making sure it didn't degenerate into further conflict. Well, in terms of relationships, we were far better about 10, 15 years ago. um, Just after the sort of ceasefires, there was ongoing discussion with a local setup here um, based at Fawcett, whereby both sides would come together for sort of regular bouts of engagement. We actually had a phone network where we were able to contact each other um, in, in relation to the potential for any conflict or dealing with conflict scenarios. But unfortunately, since the flag protests, you remember they were triggered at the City Hall, um, that, that level of engagement has deteriorated. Um, and it's just now um, down to a couple of individuals' um, relationships you've built up over those years. There's vital organisational um, contact, uh, and we're trying to sort of rebuild that again. There's a new initiative which is based in Intercom, um, which is dealing with interface situations in its infancy. At the present stage, but hopefully that will bring a new dimension to a more organizational approach to that, that engagement process because it is essential, especially at times of uh, you know where, where violence does break. out. We're, we're a bit apprehensive about looking ahead to the future, especially of the COVID regulations are, are lifted and parades are back on the, the scene again because that will you'll have the attendant rise in tensions, et cetera. So at times we have found that, you know, the, the engagement process to help some of those tensions, but um, we're facing, I think, a, a very difficult situation politically over the summer. There's a number of attendant issues there, the, you know, the protocol, the Brexit, um, obviously, the, you're, you're into an election next year, tensions will rise around elections, obviously, the Agnes given the recent comments by Arlene Foster in relation to it. So. Um, I think it emphasizes once again the, the importance of a community approach to this, the community standing together, people getting reassurance from the local community that people will be out on the ground to monitor the situation, engaging with the police to ensure they adopt the right type of policing operations into any situations we still get out of hand, et cetera. So it it's, uh, once, once again highlights the importance of that community infrastructure, which West Belfast is famous for, and we've used to good advantage in the past. Um, to uh, reassure the local community uh, that there are people right across the board. Now, this is a West Belfast initiative. It's not just about Clannard or Ballamorphy. You know, all the residents groups, all the sort of political activists will come together when there is issues and in their respective areas and give a hand out. You know, I was heartened by the fact that, you know, I was getting phone calls from Ballamorphy and, and Twenbrook and places like that saying, you know, do you need um, some of our residents group down to give a hand out tonight if you're, you know, out on the ground doing work, et cetera? I'd have to commend the youth organizations, some of the youth workers from Clannard, from St. Peter's, etc. done exemplary work and engaged with young people and trying to get them disengaged from partaking in any thing that was happening on the ground. So it was a real community effort I had to commend. Um, and I think the local community took great sucker from that because remember this, the Clannard area suffered a lot, like many areas, uh, interface areas, a short strand or doing, because we, we, we were doing a commemoration last week for the, the 100th anniversary of uh, the Duffin Brothers. You know, who were who were killed in their homes by um, the RIC fifty years ago. We we're dealing with the events on Bombay Street, so it's in the shaking uh, of the Clannard area. You know, the you know how we've been on the receiving end of when there were political tensions uh, and incursions by loyalists. And you know, it's actually talking to people on the ground on that Wednesday night and the the, for, the the worst night. The people are actually talking about you know taking their families out of the area because there's real fear, there's real concern that the situation got out of hand. So in this day and age, families shouldn't have to live in that, that, that sort of, uh, you know, experience that type of fear and anxiety that uh, pertained to, uh, you know, two weeks ago. It's not acceptable. Now, once again, we've we seen a, a major challenge present itself. A lot of people were shielding through the worst periods of, of the COVID scenario. A lot of people were isolated in their own homes, especially pensioners. And we got a lot of requests from, from local people, you know, could we do something in relation to, you know, bringing forward parcels, uh, food parcels, um, even even calling, phoning to see if they're all right, et cetera, some form of contact with them. So we got a lot of funding from DFC, the Department for Communities, and we got funding from um, the local council. And um, we were able to put sort of a 140 odd families that we were looking after during that period, were delivering regular food parcels and sometimes vouchers, depending on the, the nature of the funding. We also got support from the local credit union, et cetera, and, and even some local businesses. Um to their credit, came forward with a lot of stuff for to uh, give out to local residents. So we we're able to do that on a sustained basis um, throughout the sort of the worst aspects of COVID last year. It's obviously eased off in the summer, then we had to start again sort of in the winter. And our last parcels went out about a week and a half ago, whereby we, we went around all those families and give them uh, food parcels. Um, that was the FC money that came through in relation to it. So it was good to see you know, that community response um, we got a lot of help from people who were prepared to drive and help deliver the parcels, et cetera. But once again, a real community effort, and they've done sterling work in that respect. And it wasn't just delivering the food. It was a point of contact. You know, our office was open for daily calls coming in of people who needed this side or the other. Even some, for example, came through and said, can you deliver, um, what do you call it, something from the, the pharmacy for me? And we were able to do that as well. So it was a local point of contact, and people really appreciated that. And we were only too happy to help out. And we got great assistance from the local committee in providing that help and that assistance. I think we need to try even harder and reach out to young people. Like we're talking to some of the, uh, the football teams who were prepared to do this work. We were saying we will give you whatever assistance and help that you require. We need more engagement with young people. We can't take for granted that we know what young people want. We need to listen and engage with young people on a regular basis. The youth clubs are doing a lot of work in that respect. Um, and Imagine Planner and Imagine St. Peter's In relation to it. We're also engaging the same with the the local clubs. So whatever help we can provide, whatever help we can uh, we can give. For example, I've engaged with the local training providers. And one of the sad aspects of it, they were saying, you know, the education system has failed a lot of these kids. They're coming in, we have to do basic numeracy and literacy with them. We put them through a a training program. And at the end of that training program, um, there's no meaningful employment fund. And that's soul destroying for young people. You know, um, and we keep emphasizing, you know, because um, I've done a number of asked going to talk to a number of schools in relation to the work we're doing, and I keep emphasizing, you know, get educated, because it's always pumped into me from an early age, given the type of society that we are growing up in. Get educated, that's your way for social mobility, um, you know, because we faced major discrimination when I was mm-hmm. growing up as a, as a young person, and that was really hammered into me. So it's carrying that on, how do we create the potential? How do we create a learning environment for, for young people, et cetera? And we are looking at trying to attract funding to get extra educational packages together outside of what the, the normal education programs are, there, trying to get as much training programs together as well as that. So it's it's continuing that engagement. Uh, there's not enough of it. Trying to find out what we can do for our young people. They're our future. And that requires, I think, fairly intense engagement and bringing all the key stakeholders together to see what they can bring to the table in terms of that extra provision that I think is required at the present time. I was born in. Grew up in Clannard, I still live in the Clannard area. Um, so it's in my DNA, as I say. And I love the Clannard crack, the, the Clannard sense of uh, community. And obviously when I was young, when I was 16, I experienced, um, you know, the burn up on Bay Street and parts of the lower end of the district. Uh, my own family, just we just missed by three doors. So that, that created a massive community spirit. The whole area came together because it had to come together. And we faced some dark days together. And without that community cohesion, that community spirit, we want to come through this. You know, things were, you know, that that bought at times because we're a small enclave there, totally surrounded by, you know, a larger unionist population. And as I said, there were difficult days. And uh that, that community spirit carried us through. And the Clannard area always sort of never depended on the state, always looked to our own devices. You know, the Bombay, the rebuilding Bombay Street, I think, is a prime example of that. The then Belfast Corporation had no intention of building houses. So the committee says, right, we build the houses ourselves. With great help from the Irish Speaking Committee, Sean McShawn, they had prior experience of building homes in Shaw's Road. There's an excellent documentary done for the 50th anniversary where it showed them, you know, getting that skill set together, the architects, the planners, the builders, coming together using local labor. And obviously with the support of the local community, raising the necessary finances. I think people are even sent over to the States to generate some finance. Here was a community, suffered the consequences of a program It happened in the 1920s, It was repeated in the 1969, and here's a community come together to say, irrespective of what the state does or doesn't do, we're going to rebuild those houses ourselves. And I think that was a great sense of pride. Here was a community coming together to do what the state wouldn't do, or the local corporation wouldn't do, and they took it upon themselves and they achieved that and they built some excellent homes. And it was great to see, our member as well, the first family moving back in again, it was a day of celebration because you were saying, no matter what they do, they, we're going to rebuild that street, we're going to be, rebuild the Clamor community. And I think, you know, that's why I talked about redevelopment. Redevelopment can knock the heart of an area because your people scattered to the four winds when they've been rehoused. So it's rebuilding that sense of community spirit. And that's one of the key aspects of the residence Groups. And in situations where we do face into a crisis scenario as we did last year with the COVID or when there's tax on the area like you happened uh, a couple of weeks back, the fact that community can come together with the knowledge we've been through darker days and the past and we've come out through at the other end, I think stands as the good stead. And we'll put that into practice on numerous occasions. People will always, you know, from many walks of life, who have done well for themselves, will come and say, anything that I can do in relation to, you know, doing something, especially at times of crisis in relation to the planet area. Right? You know, once you're from that area, right, there's a, that strong sense of affinity. It never goes away. And Long may that be the, uh, the convention, as they say.